0: Today we're, we're hitting on three different things this morning. We're talking about the resurrection, we're talking about the baptism, and we're talking about the life. And today is Resurrection Sunday, and it's a good reason to celebrate. I, I love spring. I don't know. You guys like spring? Spring's always good, right? I'm a spring and fall kind of guy, right, like I, I oh, oh, thank you so much, I'm a spring and fall kind of guy, I, I like, I like change, very evident changes of season, summer is like, it's hot for me, okay, I, I'm one of those guys, I get hot, I sweat, it's not good, so like spring and fall are nice, you can wear a hoodie and still go for a walk and not feel like you're dying, can I get an amen on that one? Amen. Yeah, all the big guys in here are like, amen, hallelujah, absolutely, all the ladies in menopause are like, yes, absolutely, amen, I get this, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, can I get an amen? Absolutely. And and so I I love seeing the very evident changes of season. And summer and winter are kind of a pause in that. But spring and fall are amazing because things are changing. And spring in particular is so wonderful because you get to see all the new life happen. It's amazing. You get to see all the new life erupting before your eyes. Our friends, Chris and Liz, years ago, got us this really cool little bird feeder. It's a little church house, and it hangs on our deck. And, uh, and every single spring, I go out there before it gets you know really warm outside and, and before the birds start chirping and doing their thing, and I, I clean out the old nest from the previous year. And because the chickadees, See, they, they don't like to go and reuse a nest. They like to have a new nest. And so what I'll do is I'll open up the back of the little church house, birdhouse, and, uh, and then I'll take out all the old nest, and I'll toss it on the lawn, and the dogs roll in it because that's what they do. And, and then it gives room for the building to be open so that new life can come into it. It's pretty cool. And so with this birdhouse that's new and fresh and clean and open and ready, the chickadees, they start coming in. And and they start bringing little bits and pieces from around the yard. They collect some moss, and they collect some grass, and they collect some sticks. And and they start building a little nest and a little home. But this year, I I forgot to clean out the nest, the old nest. And and in previous years, they've been mad at me. They'll look at me, they'll stare at me through the window because I didn't do my job in cleaning out the, the house, right? And they won't build there. And so this year, I forgot. And so normally, that's my reminder. I'll go and I'll clean it out. And this year, I forgot. And and I told Maria, I was like, oh no, it's chickadee season. And we love watching the chickadees come and build their little nest and and, and establish their little house and lay their little eggs. And then the little birdies, they chirp, chirp, chirp away. And mom and dad come and bring worms. And and the dogs watch them. And and it's just, we, we love, it's my favorite time of the year. But I thought I missed it. I thought I missed it because I didn't, do my job in, in cleaning out the nest. And so I, I freaked out one morning and I ran outside and I, and I took the birdhouse down because I thought, well, there's nothing in here. I gotta, you know, I gotta deal with this now and, and maybe I've missed my opportunity. So I opened up the back of the birdhouse and, and I took a peek in and it was already full of five eggs. Five eggs. And that's never happened before when I've, when I've messed up like that. When I've messed up and, and not cleaned out the old stuff, it never gets used again properly. But it reminded me of this, is that God meets us in the midst of our circumstances, and sometimes even if we forget to get it all together and forget to get it all sorted out, he makes a way for life to happen, which is pretty beautiful, right? And so now, even in the midst of my failure and my faults, there's still an opportunity to see life happen And the joy on our lives and our kids' lives and people that come and visit, our our, our kitchen table sits there, dining room table sits there, and we can watch the chickadees come and go. And, And we still are graced with the opportunity to see new life happen and watch it form before our eyes, even in spite of me. Jesus went to the cross to give you life and it had nothing to do with what you could have prepared and done in advance, he made a way. He made a way for you to have new life. And it's true. And in this changing of season that we are stepping into, and today as we celebrate and we remember and we give thanks for what God has done through his son Jesus, I want you to keenly remember this morning, That there is an opportunity for you to have new life in this season. And, And you might have thought, I can't, I don't deserve it. I've screwed up too much. I didn't clean up enough. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I want you to know that Jesus has already paid the final price. It is paid in full. And it's not about what you can bring to the table. It's about what he's already done. It's true. It's about what he has already done. If you're here today and you're thinking, I don't know about this thing. I'm not sure. I, I, I know. I've heard that cleanliness is next to godliness. I've, I've heard that I'm supposed to stop smoking. I've heard that I, I shouldn't be speeding. I, I've heard that I was supposed to have my life all together. And I don't even feel comfortable even being in church. I, I'm a bit of a mess. Praise the Lord. This is a hospital for the sick. Not a country club for the healthy. Not a place for the wealthy. It's a place that God ministers to the brokenhearted. And that is the season of new life that we are stepping into as we watch spring unfold before us. So, happy Resurrection Sunday. Today, we are going to celebrate the power of the resurrection, what it means for our lives as believers in Jesus, and we're going to celebrate the most significant event in human history. It's true. Today, we remember and we give thanks for the death and resurrection of Christ and the power to be forgiven and raised to new life and to have hope in our eternal destiny in Christ Jesus. Now, if you're not a Christian or you're new to this whole thing or you're here just checking things out or, you know, it's the time of year where, you know, you're supposed to go to church and so that's why you're here. And maybe a family member dragged you along. Uh, maybe your name's Zach. Hey, Zach, how's it going? I told you I'd say hi to you. Everybody say hi, Zach. Ah, see, there you go. Now you're famous. You're going to be on YouTube. See, there you go. Perfect. Excellent. Maybe this is a new thing for you. Maybe this is fresh. But I want you to know, don't be freaked out by Jesus. Don't be freaked out by the faith. Don't be freaked out about it. Why? Because, like I say all the time, Jesus meets us where we are at, and he never leaves us there. So I want you to be okay with going on the journey. And it might not look great up front. You might really not know what it's about or how it's gonna turn out. But I promise you, when you say yes to Jesus, when you say yes to Jesus, nothing ever stays the same. And the journey's weird, And wild and crazy. Like, I'm not the same that I was five years ago. Certainly not the same I was ten years ago. And certainly, certainly not the same I was when I was rallying against the church and I hated God and I was so angry at the idea of Christians. Life has changed. And as you grow in faith, God brings you through seasons of change as well. And he plants life into your heart where there was once death. And he softens those hard places that no longer could be shaped and formed, and, and he brings compassion and he restores peace. And what's amazing is your circumstances might not immediately change, but your outlook upon them does because you are anchored to something that is firm and solid and unshakable. You know, maybe you're here this morning and you're realizing that there just has to be more to life than this. Maybe you're here today and you're like, you're not really keen on the idea of, of Jesus or Christianity. Well, surprise, we're going to talk a little about Jesus and Christianity. This is a Christian church. We're not one of those weird ones. I'm not naming any, okay? It's not like I'm talking about Salmo this morning, okay, guys? Like, I know I like to harp on Salmo. But maybe you're here and you're sort of exploring today and you're checking things out, but, but you've realized there's something in your soul that is craving more than what the world has to offer. Today, we want to look at the reality that we can store up our treasures in heaven where rust and moth don't destroy. But here on earth, it's a little challenging. It leaves us wanting, right? Everything that's going on in the world around us, no matter what's on your Instagram feed, what you're seeing in the news, when you flip on TV or when you're scrolling through Facebook, whatever it is, it can kind of seem a little bit challenging and tough. And it consumes your whole mind to the point where you don't have peace. And the enemy loves to rob peace from us, but... Our God is the bringer of peace. And what's amazing is he calms the storm. And and even more so, he is the anchor in the midst of it all. And when we're anchored to him, we will not be moved or shaken. And this might seem like a new concept to you, but I encourage you, I encourage you this morning to just stop and rest in the reality that there is more to life than this. There is more to life than this. And I want to tell you this morning that you have hope in what Jesus has done. So today we're talking about the resurrection. That's point number one. Let's look at this, Romans 1, 1 verse 4. Jesus was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead. See, the resurrection of Jesus is the cornerstone of our faith. It's what sets our faith. It's what sets Christianity apart from every other religion in the world. And without the resurrection of Jesus, our faith would actually be meaningless and we would have no hope for what our soul craves. We would have no hope for something beyond the grave. But the Apostle Paul wrote this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And if Christ has not been risen, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. You see, the resurrection confirms that Jesus is who he claimed to be, the Son of God, and it validates his sacrifice upon the cross where he did indeed defeat death and the grave. You see, we're all saddled with burdens that we were never intended to carry. We carry weights on our shoulders that are too much to bear at times. Maybe some of you are here and you're dealing with that. And how, and how do we process those things? Well, we self-medicate. We, you know, Amazon chocolate like crazy. Hey, I'm guilty. Uh, salt and vinegar chips way too late at night. Also guilty of that one. Yeah, actually, hint of lime. Hint of lime are my thing. Uh, if you love me, you'll bring me hint of lime chips. Uh, and, you know, we self-medicate by, uh, maybe it's speeding, or maybe you drink a little bit too much, or maybe you're just dabbling in some products and you want to kind of maybe, uh, you know, numb the pain a little bit. But the reality is, is our souls are not intended to bear the weight of our folly upon themselves. It's true. And some of you might be feeling that. I know I have felt that very keenly many times during the course of my life where I'm like, man, I'm holding on to stuff that I was never intended to carry. I've done some things that I never should have done, and now I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know how to process it. I have no place to put this. I can ignore it or pretend that it's fine, and no regrets. I'm not going to ever re- regrets you. Some of you guys caught that. No regrets, and you know, champion on, and it's all good. Everything's good, but really, sometimes it isn't. So, how do we deal with this? Well, we're broken vessels that need repair, and a broken vessel cannot repair itself. It needs help from a maker, and our maker is the Lord. And he made a way for us to be repaired. So the resurrection of Jesus proves beyond a doubt that he is indeed the son of God. It's the ultimate evidence of his divine nature and the power of God. And Jesus said this in John chapter 11. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. What does this mean? It means that you're going to be eternally uploaded to the cloud. That's what it means. That's what it means. Because this is all temporary, right? We, like, got to offload our storage somehow. So what does that look like? Well, we have to go somewhere. Something has to happen. The energy transference. What happens to the innermost part of our being? Our cardia? Our heart? Our soul? What happens to it? What gives it rest? What heals it? What mends it and restores it? Well, the work of Christ upon the cross is what does that incredible work. But more so, it's not just a work that lasts until we die here. It's a work that brings us into glory with God where we have life abundantly and life eternally, and it's a hope that is for all of us. It's a beautiful thing. So today, you can know Jesus as the Son of God and trust in him for your salvation. It might be challenging, because this concept might seem difficult to some. We don't quite grasp it. It doesn't make sense in our minds fully. Maybe we only know in part, and we can't grasp the entirety of it. But I want to encourage you this morning, that should you say yes to Jesus, and should you say yes to following him, when you do, he will take you on the adventure of a lifetime, and your life will never be the same again. It will never be the same again. Number two, let's talk about the baptism. Now, baptism is exciting because we are also doing baptisms today. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a chance this morning. If you're here and you are a Christian and you haven't been baptized, we've got 18,000 pounds of water that is freezing cold out of the Columbia River right here for you this morning. Not for the faint of heart. Like, this is a full send or no send situation. You got to commit to it, right? And we even have t shirts for you to put on. You're like, I didn't bring a change of clothes. Well, you can wear your underwear. We at least have t shirts for you, okay? So, we've got some baptisms this morning. Uh, you know what? I think there are some folks here that have just been teetering on that edge and they've just they're ready for it and they don't know and they want to and they're not sure. Today is the day. Next time we do baptisms, I'm also going to tell you that that day is also the day. There is no bad time. If you're a Christian and you've said yes to Jesus, it's time to get baptized. So it says this. Romans 6 chapter or chapter 6 three to four, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized also into his death? We were buried therefore in him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. There is this beautiful piece about baptism that is this glorious symbolism of the work accomplished by Jesus. We get baptized because Jesus got baptized. We get baptized out of obedience and we also get baptized out of proclamation to declare where we stand. I've said it before, it's like wearing of the wedding ring. The wedding ring doesn't make you married. If the wedding ring made you married, I'd be married and, married and unmarried, married and unmarried, married and unmarried, married and unmarried, a whole bunch of times. Like I got electrocuted through my wedding ring, I cut it off with a mini grinder, I got, uh, I got zapped by a welder, uh, I got it hooked on another thing, I lost one in Christina Lake, like, and finally I got it tattooed on, because that just doesn't come off, unless I lose this finger. And this finger, for some reason, is always the finger that gets caught indoors. So, and I don't know why. And so if this finger ever goes missing, I'll just move it back a little bit and maybe just, you know, get it touched up right here. The wedding ring doesn't make you married just like baptism doesn't make you a Christian. The wedding ring symbolizes and tells everybody else around you, I'm This is where my commitment lies. I am dedicated. I am in this to win this. That is what baptism is. It's a public declaration of a deep and profound inward experience of saying yes to Jesus. And the other beautiful thing is it's this wonderful symbolism of being washed and coming back clean, of having the old person wash away, and as you rise again, choosing to say yes to his will and his way, not my will and my way. There are folks here that have said yes to Jesus and want to walk in the obedience of baptism. And if you are here today and you have said yes to Jesus, we've got lots of room in that tank. So I don't want you skimping out just because you're a little nervous this morning. We've got towels and we've got t-shirts. It's going to be fine. So when I make the ask at the end of the service, if it's time for you, today's the day. It's a beautiful symbolic representation of our death to sin as well and are rising again to new life in Christ. You see, there's this funny thing that happens. When we say yes to Jesus, we say yes to his will and his way, and we choose his will and his way above our own will and our own way, and that is always in conflict. You're like, praise the Lord, I want to follow Jesus, and then you just flip everybody off in traffic because they're driving too slow and praise the Lord, I love Jesus, Jesus is great, and then you just go and give your wife heck, or you give your husband heck, or whatever the dynamic is in your home, I'm not going to pretend to know what that is. Or you say yes to Jesus, and then you just fall back into the same stuff that you always wrestled with. The amazing thing about saying yes to Jesus and and choosing to die to yourself and rise again in, in Christ is he has also given you the power and the authority to turn from your old ways. It's true. He has given you the power and the authority to turn from your old ways, to say, no, no, not today, Satan. I'm not interested in going back to where I was. Now, I get it. You're gonna have some of this, ups and downs as you go. But when you zoom out and stop being too critical of yourself and you have a 30,000-foot view what you start to see is over time, you're growing closer to the Lord. The process of sanctification takes time. So I encourage you, embrace the journey that Christ has before you. Say yes to Jesus, say yes to getting baptized, and follow in him in new life. I love the fact that it shows that we are buried in Christ, but raised to new life just as Christ was res- res- resurrected. And just as Christ was triumphant over Satan's plan to steal, kill, and destroy. It says in Romans 6, I'll repeat it again, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. Today is your day if that's something that you have been considering. Today is the day to say yes to Jesus and say yes to obedience and to declare that it's a new season in him. So finally, number three, the life. Ephesians 1, 19 through 20. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that enables us to have a brand new life in Christ. It is not up to you. All you gotta do is say, yes. The rest, Jesus begins a process in your life in. It's like those little chickadees when it's springtime and we look forward to this new season of life. These five little eggs that in very short period of time will be five little heads popping out of the birdhouse looking for their worms and their treats, that same beautiful gift of new life is given to you for free. That same beautiful gift of brand new life is not dependent on what your old life used to look like. You can walk into this space today, fresh out of prison, Maybe you murdered somebody. It sounds a little bit funny. We've had murderers here before. The beautiful thing is that although we may have consequences on this side of the grave for what we have done, Jesus erases our past. He makes us new so that it doesn't affect our eternity. He takes us into his loving arms, meets us where we are at, And never leaves us where he found us. We've been given a new nature in Christ, and we're no longer slaves to the sin that once held us captive. It's because of Christ, not us, remember this, that we receive power to live a new life. It's the work of Jesus that produces righteousness in our lives, not our ability to produce righteousness. If we could be perfect and righteous, why would we need salvation? Why would we need any help at all? It's the work of Jesus that does this. It's the work of Christ that produces this. Paul writes in Romans 6, verse 11, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. It's the power of the resurrection and the obedience of Jesus that empowers us to be people that overcome. You might think, I don't know if I can get over the things that I'm stuck in. You're right. You probably can't. But this is the beautiful thing that comes from the work of Christ, is that it's not natural. Defeating death and rising again is not natural. It's not something that just naturally happens all day, every day, and we're just like seeing people pop out of the grave. That's not natural. What is it? supernatural. Your ability to affect a change in your circumstances and be better from where you have come from isn't natural. We we always resort back to our base level. We devolve to entropy. There is challenges that we will face. But when we have the outside influence of Christ the supernatural hand of God touching down into our circumstances, he empowers us for righteousness, not we empowering us for righteousness. There's no amount of sitting and meditating and trying to find that inward power in yourself that will rectify the strife that exists in your soul. You might become self-deluded and feel okay. (laughs) That's happened before. (laughs) But does it repair the damage that exists inside no we, we of course we need help from an outside source we need help to come in and minister and fix and it's this beautiful power of the resurrection and obedience in Christ that empowers us to be people that overcome you are overcomers in Christ Jesus you are champions for the cause of Christ your life is transformed because of what he has done and you're no longer slaves to who you used to be Because of Christ, we overcome all that used to separate us from him. Our old habits and hang-ups. Our old thoughts and our old ways. Our old selves that chased after everything but the perfect righteous things. Our very nature is transformed because of the supernatural, external, and eternal work upon the cross. And that's for you today. It's for you today. So, before we conclude, what we are going to do is anybody who's getting baptized this morning, you know who you are. Where's Ben? Ben, stand up. So follow this walking billboard of a man. And he and what I want you to do is follow him and, and he is going to show you where to go to get changed into your baptism gear that you need to get changed into. And then uh, he'll take you kind of around the corner. We'll get things open up and the lights turned on. And we'll have a bit of a pause moment while we make some adjustments and get everything going. Uh, but Ben, go ahead. And if you're getting baptized this morning, follow Ben. Now, here's the deal. If you came here and you weren't expecting to get baptized, but you're like, it's time to get baptized. I need to get baptized. Uh, don't be weird also get up and go follow Ben and he'll give you a shirt and it's going to be great. So here's the deal. Today, as we conclude, today we celebrate Resurrection Sunday and we want to be reminded of the fact that there is power that comes from Christ. There is the ultimate power that gives us new life in Christ Jesus. And through his resurrection, we've been set free from the sin of our past. The chalkboard is wiped clean. The memory is wiped. Whatever analogy you want to use, the pea in the snow has been covered up. That's a good one. You're all picturing it. I know you are. Some of you are like, yeah, I remember I wrote my name. It was really good. That's good. That's good. It has been washed away. It's been wiped away. It's no longer counted against you because of what Jesus has done on the cross. It is a new season. You have new life. There is new hope. There are new opportunities. There is a new journey ahead of you in what Christ has already done. You've been set free from where you used to be. And apart from you wanting to go back there, you have no need to live in the space that you used to. Today, as we see seasons change, as we see new life happen, today is the day that as you say yes to Jesus, you get to say yes to new life. Today is the day where it all begins to change. Today is the day where the season shifts for you and the trajectory of your life. See, we don't just, that was was a bad one. We don't just snap our fingers and suddenly the daisies are growing and the ferns are coming up out of the ground and and the, the chickadees are just flying everywhere. It takes some time, right? There's a bit of a process that has to happen as the seeds are planted, as the eggs are laid. But what is beautiful is that that new life is coming. And when you say yes to Jesus, you're saying yes to starting that process fresh. Don't be discouraged tomorrow when you're like, ah, it doesn't really seem that different. Tomorrow, say yes to Jesus. And and the day after, uh, when you're kind of looking at your circumstances and you're rolling out of bed and, and trying to convince yourself to go back to work, after the chocolate hangovers and all the ham and turkey, you might think, maybe, maybe, maybe there is something here. Say yes to Jesus then. And the day after that, and the week after that, and the month after that, and the year after that, say yes to Jesus again. And every single day when you choose to say yes, may your will be done, not mine. When you choose to say, I want to walk in your will, your ways, your righteousness, not mine, a shift begins to happen. The chickadees lay their eggs. Suddenly you hear the little peeping. There becomes evidence that there actually is some new life there. And of course, those baby chickadees don't instantly start flying. They have to be fed. They have to be nurtured. And they get kicked out of the nest. And then they fly. You're just all baby chickadees. <laughs> but what's amazing is when you say yes to Jesus today, you're saying yes to the journey. After the service, don't be discouraged that things might look the same. Be encouraged because today is the day the seasons change. Amen to that? Amen to that, absolutely.